The Podcast Revolution Network is a collective of independent broadcasters banded together for mutual support, success, and to raise new voices to our platform. Our shows are made possible through listeners like you supporting our cause. For more information on supporting Podcast Revolution, please visit podrev.org. That's P-O-D-R-E-V dot org. Thank you. Well, hello, hello. How are you doing? How are you doing? This is the S. Anthony Says Podcast. This is the S. Anthony Thomas, and this is episode number 243, number 243. How are you doing? Hello, sass bastards. How you doing? Folks, I hope you had a wonderful holiday. I hope you enjoyed your Thanksgiving. And this is the episode recorded after Thanksgiving, like three days after Thanksgiving. And, uh, you know, I, I just want to say I hope you enjoyed your Thanksgiving. You know what I'm saying? Because I, I personally have seen some families that I'm not going to mention their names because I, I, you wouldn't know where they were anyway. But I'll just put it to you this way. They live really close by. And uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a, a semi, it's a medium sized family, but they're all battling and arguing with each other. So much so that they can't even put together, put aside their differences to have a big family meal together. So now you see the people living here and their house just doing Thanksgiving and the people over there doing Thanksgiving and the people over there doing Thanksgiving, you know. And it's really a sad thing when you have a family. that Because they, they, they're very similar to my family insofar as everybody lives close by with, with within a reasonable distance. It's not like you got to drive five hours to get to anybody. You know, you're close enough where, you know, on a, on a once a year basis you can go and visit the family. But they're not going to do it. And the worst part about it is I have to hear about that crap every time I park my car and walk into the house. My damn family and those bastards. I'm like, hey, hey, I don't care. <laughs> I didn't say that. I just uh, opened fire on them and said, listen, next time I get you in the kneecap. <laughs> I did not fire weapons at my neighbor. But it's really sad, you know. When, when I mean, I hope you guys enjoyed your Thanksgiving. I hope you had an opportunity to enjoy that wonderful time where relatives that you haven't seen for a while come in and lie about their accomplishments, not realizing that you're all friends on Facebook and you know they're lying. Where you get your drunk uncle doing his yearly embarrassment marathon. Where you have the aunt that's walking around dressed inappropriately for someone her age or for someone who's around people who can see her. Hope you enjoyed going up to young relatives and saying, oh, my God, you've gotten so big since the last time I saw you a year ago, because that's really stupid to say because they're children. And in a year they're going to grow because that's how they're going to grow because that's how life works. You dumb bastards. I hope you enjoyed the turkey and all the trimmings. And I hope you had a plan in place where your smallest child will grab the plates you stole of food in the kitchen, hide them in her stupid toy box and slide them out to the car. And then when you leave, no one knows who took the food. It takes them a couple of weeks to realize, wait a second, why was her daughter's bag so flat when it came in and then when she went out it went out with these wonderful plate shapes? Wait a second, let's hope that that didn't happen. Which, of course, I know it did. So let's hope you had a good holiday. You know, and I and I, I had a, a pretty decent Thanksgiving, you know, pretty good, you know, do what you got to do with the family, all of that crap. But who cares about those losers? Let's talk about something cool here. I'm watching YouTube after I got rid of, after I choked down all that turkey and crap. And I was watching something that I like to consider what I, I remember in an earlier episode, I said I don't have guilty pleasures and I 
usually kind of don't because if I like it, that's it, and I'm not guilty about it. But this is the closest thing that I have to guilty pleasures, and those are YouTube videos, either dash cam videos where Russian guys curse at each other after they crash into each other, or gang videos, you know, like Gangland, the Crips, Gangland, the motorcycle gangs. Well, I ran into one I had never seen before or any type of, or one I even seen that kind of type of before. By the way, that last sentence was brought to you by me almost choking to death on the candy I'm eating. <laughs> I'm trying to be cool and get through that sentence and going, let's see if I can finish that sentence without this piece of candy going down my throat and me having to Heimlich myself while doing the podcast. What I went to say was, this is the kind of program I haven't seen anything like that before. So, um, it was a gangs in Great Britain or something along that lines. I only saw a few minutes of it in passing. And it was really interesting because, you see, I watch those gang shows. And I'm so used to hearing gangs say, that, you know what I'm saying? And if he don't have my money, you understand? I'm going to go over to his house. I'm going to kick the door with a chainsaw. I'm going to chop him up. I'm going to kick his ass. If anybody tries to stop me, I'm going to wet up their shirts. And then I'm going to bust him up and kill him and stab him and chop him and stomp him and punch him and kill him and double kill him and triple kill him and stab him and shoot him and kill him and stab him and then shoot to stab and then stab to shoot and then stab to kill him and strangle him and stab him. Really blunt stuff. Really menacing. But when I'm watching this special, the gangs in Great Britain, the kids in Great Britain that are in gangs, at first the sound was down, so I couldn't hear the voices, but it looked like the regular thing. Guys with the ski mask on, they got the machine guns and all of that crap, and I'm going, this is going to be one of those menacing specials. This should be pretty interesting. I turn the sound up, and you see these guys, and all right then, right? If he doesn't have more money, all right, I'm going to go over there, and I'm going to give him the old kitten and the milk there, all right? Yeah, kitten and milk, kitten and milk, kitten and milk. And I'm going, you're going to give him the kitten and milk? What the fuck is that? And as it turns out, it was just, you know, and, and that wasn't exactly what he said. I couldn't remember the actual slang that he said, but whatever he said was the actual text of it didn't sound that menacing when you looked at the words themselves or heard the words themselves. And I'm going, what the hell does it mean? You know, the gangs you're imitating in L.A., when they say they, they go over and they say, I'm going to kick your door down and stomp it and kill him and stoop him and stab him and kill him and double kill him and shoot him and choke him and shoot him and stab him and stab him and double kill him and choke him and punch him and kick him. And you're going to do kittens and milk? What you going to do? Go over and feed his cat? What the hell is that crap? I'm going, kind of, kind of slang. What is, what's with these gangs? And then those there, right? If he had had my money after that, I'm going to give him the old biscuit there, all right? I'm going... You're going to give him some biscuits. You're going to make breakfast for him? You're going to feed his cat and make breakfast? And how's, how's that going to make him not testify against the gang? What the hell is that? And then I realized there's got to be a reason for this. So I've, I've rewound everything, and I realized that the slang terms meant the same things as the slang terms for the gang members here. It was just different wording. It was just different wording, and it was really weird to see that. Sound off, menacing. Sound on. Hey, man, they give him the old crumpets. The old crumpets. What the What? <laughs> right? So I realized that, yes, these gangs are just as dangerous and menacing and torturous and scary as the gangs over in L.A. I get it. It's just that I didn't understand the slang. But here's the thing that there's another difference here. This is the, this is what I wanted to talk to you about. See, over here, we tend to just kind of tell you what kind of happened and not show it to you. 
right? We'll tell you what happened, and we won't show it to you. We'll show like dudes on the ground with but with but they they've been shot in the gangland things, and usually it's like a, a cover over them, or there's like a really quick shot of them because we don't want to gross people out. And they'll so you know we have these uh, drug mules that come from down south, and they go all the way up to Los Angeles, and what they do is they take the drugs and they hide them inside their bodies, and then they kind of gloss over it. That's right. Dung, 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 dung. The drug mules hide them the things inside their bodies and and then they gloss over that part and go to the shootings well in this special about the the great britain gang members they did warn you about stuff but they warned you in such a way in such a wonderful british way that you heard what they said but you weren't ready for what you were about to see you heard it you knew what they said but for some reason it didn't register and did not share there's going to be disturbing language for those of you with uh, soft sensibilities. Please be be advised that the language will be rather rather rough, and also there will be uh, violent images, and also the release of drug paraphernalia from bodies. And now the show. Now you heard that, and you heard what he said: release of drugs from the body. You heard that, but for some reason you didn't put it together. You don't know what he means. You kind of know what he means, but you don't really know what he means. And I didn't know what he meant, and I wasn't ready for it. I'm watching the special, and they have these hidden cameras, and they had a hidden camera in the bathroom. It was kind of underneath the sink, angled up so we could catch the whole bathroom. Guy comes in, yeah, I got these drugs, man. We got, I got these drugs, too. And they're doing the drug deal. And the guy goes, you ready to take the drugs up there? We got to make sure this is nice and safe. Yeah, I can take care of the drugs. We're going to make sure it's safe. And the guy takes his pants down. And I'm going, what is I said, I know the, 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 the thing is in the bathroom, but you don't, I mean, I know you want to have all the information for the audience, but you don't really have to show the dude going to the bathroom. I mean, even if he's still talking about the drug transaction while he's going to the bathroom you can cut that part out we get the message you know we get it just you know you don't have to show everything and then i realized wait a second his pants are down but i noticed the toilet was not where he was taking his pants down so why is he taking his pants down? Oh, maybe he's changing clothes. Maybe he knows that the cops are on his tail and he wants to change clothes to make sure that, they, that they're looking for somebody in a different outfit. Okay, I get it. All right, I don't need to see this dude's ass, but okay, I get it. He's changing clothes so the cops will, will not be... He can lose the cops. I get it. He's the, the, the what is what's the the guy is now the guy with his pants down is now taking a box from the other guy. I, I it, but his pants are still down. I don't understand this. I mean, if you're going to count money, you don't have to count money with your pants down. I mean, just you know, pull your you know, change your pants or whatever you were going to do to the outfit and then count the money. Why is he? Do, that's not money. That's this, this looks like this little like some kind of white crap tied up in these little rubber baggies. Uh, uh. I mean, what I mean, you don't have to take your pants down. Why is he bending over? The hell's he doing with that? Oh, he put one of them up in his bow. Oh, that's got to be uncomfortable. Oh God, I can't even imagine the fact that he would put one of those things up there. That's just oh, there goes another one. <laughs> oh. oh, that's horrible. Oh God, I can't believe he put two things up. There's a third one. Hey. Oh God! Again, okay, please let them. Oh, fourth one, fifth one, sixth one. Oh God! Oh, oh God! Oh, oh God! He put six of them up in his bow. Oh, now he's pulling his pants up. Oh God! Yeah, I can see why you. Oh, he's walking funny. Oh God! Oh hell! 
Oh, man. Oh, gee, Louise. You ever seen something so horrible that you, you want to turn away, but you can't? Well, this was one of those situations. This was horrible, and I wanted to turn away, but I couldn't. Well, I'm glad that's over. Special goes on for another 15 minutes or so. They forget all about that. Obviously, that's what they were warning us about. Not a problem. I mean, it was a problem, but I mean, the, the worst is over, and the thing goes on for 15 minutes, 20 minutes, and then we see the same guy walk into the room with some other dudes who are sitting at a table and he motions to them with one finger and then he walks into another room and then there's a camera in there with it too. What the hell's he doing in there? Then he pulls his pants down again. Oh, God, there was the sixth one. Uh, the fifth one, the fourth one, the third one. The second one, the first one. Oh, six up my Oh, they look worse now. Oh, and they went in, it was bad enough, and now they look worse now that they came back out. Oh, oh, God, why? We, we, when they went in, we knew they had to come out. You did not have to show us this. Why? 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 You bastards. Oh, now I know. Oh, well, now I get it. He will be releasing drugs from the body. Oh, God, you show. Oh, God, go watch some American documentaries where they just say that he they they say what he did and gloss over it. We, that was enough. We did not need to see him. Oh, God. Oh, oh, God. I am now going to walk over to the wall in my mind of things that cannot be unseen. And now, even though there's a lot of dust in the room because I make it a point to not see things that can't be unseen, I have now seen something that cannot be unseen. And I am now going to add this to the three things that I've seen that cannot be unseen. Oh, God. Hi, hi. <laughs> there was a warning, but it was said in this wonderful, the beautiful British accent. And it was such a, a melodic, beautiful accent, and I thought it was awesome and great that you just were so busy enjoying the accent that you weren't paying attention to what the person was saying. Hey, release from the body. Release from the body. Hey, release from the body. Release from the body. Sounds like something beautiful. I have a song inside me, and I'm going to release it from my body. Even if you're talking about sexual stuff, I'm with my woman, and we want to have a child, and we're loving each other, and I'm inside my woman, and I'm going to release something from my body into her body, and then she will release a baby from her body. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. I'm getting a massage. Oh, I have all these knots in my back, and the masseuse comes in, or the chiropractor comes in, and he releases the knots from the muscles in my body. A release from the body. A release from the body. I've eaten a lot of bad foods and I know I want to lose weight. I'm going to now do a cleanse and I'm going to release the toxins slowly from my body. Release from the body. You, beautiful. It sounds beautiful. Release from the body. You know, release, release. Aha. Release a yawn. Ooh. But when they say release from the body, they didn't, I, they, I, they, this is not what came to my mind. <laughs> And even though I saw this a couple of days ago and I'm recounting it to you and I'm not actually, I'm trying my best not to say what it is because it's the, because you know how I am pretty good at describing things and making you see them. You said it to yourself. You wrote to me and you told me you will do a really good job of telling a story and making me see what you saw. And you do a good job of that. Well, I care enough about you that I'm not going to use my powers to make you see what I saw. Let you see what I saw. I'm not going to do that to you. I love you too much to do that to you, but I think I might have done that to you, and I'm sorry. Oh, I mean, it's just certain things, and I and I still had a stomach full of turkey and mashed potatoes and gravy and crap and stuffing and crap. 
And I, 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 I'm going, oh, oh, man, this is not something you need to see after that. Oh, oh, I'm sorry, guys. Hold on for a minute. Oh, ha, ha. Okay, I'm back. <laughs> and those are some of the guilty pleasures. Now, when I say guilty pleasures regarding that, I'm talking about the stuff that was not the part where the dude was inserting and, and getting rid of the drugs. All Everything that was not that was the guilty pleasure. That was the, oh, God, no, mixed into the guilty pleasure. You know, we all have guilty pleasures, right? You know. And I'll be honest with you, I, 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 I'm not, I enjoy being online sometimes. Not just when I'm doing, like, podcast stuff and hanging out with my friends. Just in general looking at crap and reading stupid crap and looking up stupid crap that doesn't make any difference to me. You know, just 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 knowledge, just for the sake of knowledge, even if it's stupid knowledge. You know what I mean? You kind of nerd it up sometimes. I know you do. Everybody does. You know, I don't even people go. Well, how about sports? Is that a guilty pleasure? No, no, it's fun. It's fun. It's fun to watch sports and it's fun to be online. There's nothing wrong with that. You don't have to always have to be doing something incredibly important and incredibly world changing every five seconds. And even if you're a, I mean, I'm sure NASA scientists somewhere who working on some way to get us to Mars before the Earth, I mean, before the the sun envelops the planet so we can get the hell out of here and go someplace else. People are working on something like that. People are working on disease cures and crap like that. And people are working on world peace and all of that crap. I'm sure every once in a while, I guarantee you, if you follow them around, I bet you at least a couple of them are watching the Cardassians or something. I bet you there's at least a couple of them that are watching Real Housewives. I bet you at least a couple of them are watching dudes punch each other in the face on the internet outside of an Arby's. You know damn well that's the case. Right? Because I was just thinking about that. Because a lot of times that I spend now working on the stuff that I'm doing right now, I used to spend it with my friends. And I don't get to see, spend as much time with my old friends as I used to. And I don't think you get to spend as much time as your as much time with your old friends as you used to either. And I'll tell you why. The simple fact that we have the internet and we have the, the mobile phones and we have uh, you know all of these social media sites and we can get in contact with anybody as easily as possible and as quickly as possible that has actually separated us. And I know that sounds stupid. How can technology that makes it easier for us to contact each other separate us? I'll tell you why. Because it's so easy. You see, when you had to make an effort to go and meet somebody and be with somebody, you were thinking about them because you couldn't very easily get in contact with them. Maybe they were long distance and you couldn't afford to make to have those two hour conversations that you wanted to have. Right. Maybe you wanted to find out how their kids were doing. Maybe you wanted to find out how their jobs were doing. Maybe you wanted to tell them something about yourself, but it would take so much effort to do so that when you did it, you went out of your way to do it. And it was a special thing. and It was awesome. And it was great. And you couldn't wait to talk to them. And it was great and special because I only get to talk to you throughout once every three months months and I only get to see it two times a year and it's awesome and the greatest but now with your cell phone you can contact anybody you want to at any time you want to and they can contact you whenever they want to and you can contact them and all of that crap it's so easy it's not special anymore Right. I bet your grandparents don't even go, how come you don't call me anymore? They don't need you to call them anymore. If your grandma's on Facebook, she's friended you on Facebook. She's going to look. OK, he's had a post today, so he's not dead. OK, back to Canasta. That's what I'm talking about. 
when it's too easy sometimes sometimes when it's too much or too easy it's not special anymore and you don't give a crap i got friends in california right now obviously a lot of them because i lived out there for a long period of time i got friends out in california i haven't talked to and i mean have long conversation with in years why because every time they need to tell me anything bang i get a text bang i get a direct message on twitter bang i get a direct message on facebook so when i would actually call them they would have collected all of that shit and told me about it in a three-hour conversation or a two-hour conversation but now they don't have to because as soon as the crap happens bang my, my, my daughter was has a recital bang here's a video of the recital bang bang hi uncle s bang you don't need it's not a big event anymore to talk to people because you can get to them if you don't if you don't think i'm right i'll give you an illustration and we'll use sports to illustrate my point what is the biggest sports in the United States. Now, for, for the people that are out of the country, if you're in Australia, uh, Canada, you get it because you, you, you have Canadian, you have American-style football up there. Um, for my people in Great Britain, my people in Australia and, and the other countries, I'm sure you, you are, you're on YouTube, so you are, you're familiar generally with NFL American football. So, I'm gonna, so just bear with me, okay? This, this will work for you, too. You'll, you'll get what I'm talking about, even though the sport's not a big deal where you are. Uh, for you, I guess I would say for for over for people of my 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 uh, my uh, audience overseas, it would be like the World Cup, right? The World Cup is a big deal because it happens once every four years. If there was a World Cup game every night, or there was four World Cup games on television every day, and the World Cup was weekly, it wouldn't be that big of a deal, would it? No. In the United States, you, you watch NFL football, American NFL football, there's 16, 16 regular season games. That's it. Eight games where you can actually watch it in your hometown. That's it. Baseball, 162 games. Basketball, 82 games. Um, American basketball, 82 games. American baseball, 162 games. So you got 81 games or 41 games depending on the sport. 41 82 or 80, 81 games. That ain't special. That ain't special at all. There's almost like every other night there's a damn basketball game or a baseball game. So if you miss one, so what? I actually have done this. At a time when one of my my, my hometown teams was winning and whipping everybody's ass and I knew they were going to win most of the time, I actually was going to turn on the game, right? And I finally had an opportunity to sit down and watch the baseball game. I saw who they were playing. I was like, are oh, they going to kill them? And I went about my day. I turned off sports, which I almost never do, because I knew what was going to happen. Why? 80, uh, 81 home games, 162 games. Any one individual game doesn't mean a damn thing. But in football, there's 16 games. Eight home games in American football. Eight chances to see a team in the hometown. 16 chances over the course of a year to see them on TV. So every game means a little bit more to you. Every game means a little bit more. So I would never go, oh, I'll catch this game. I'll catch next week's game. Oh, hell no. If the game's on, I'm watching it. Everybody knows. Leave us alone on Sunday so he'll kill you. It's football on. Don't bother him. Leave him alone. 
So think about this. Imagine that we see, I was watching something on YouTube where they have exoskeletons that they're making in, that they made or in Japan. And they're using them eat for uh, people that work in warehouses so they can lift up heavy objects and also to stop the, uh, the stress fractures and the muscle pulls and the, the repetitive motion injuries that people have, whether they're caregivers lifting up people in a, in a nursing home or, like I said, working in a factory. And also they're using them to attach to the bodies of people who lost the ability to move their limbs, to train their brains to work again or to, to, to walk again, I should say, or to just assist them if, if they can't be trained to walk. So that's there. The technology is coming. Now, imagine for the sake of argument that they found a way to make a very light, durable exoskeleton for football players in the NFL, which would allow them to play the same way they're playing now, but would stop them from having injuries. Say for the sake of argument, they would have the same level of injury playing an NFL, a physical NFL, American NFL football game. They would have the same level of injury as they would have getting up out of their chair, walking into the kitchen, getting a cup of juice and walking back. No injuries at all. Well, do you think that there would only be 16 games then? No, because there'd be no wear and tear on the bodies. They'd have the ability to play even more games. So what would they do? They would go, hey, let's make it 20 games. Let's make it 30 games. Hey, let's make it 40 games. Hey, you know what? You're not getting hurt. Let's make it like baseball. 162 NFL games. Yeah. It's not like you're getting hurt or anything, right? Now, if that was the case, do you think football would still be the number one sport in the country of the United States of America? Hell no. You know what would happen? The same thing that happened when I was playing baseball. There'll be another one on tomorrow. I'll catch the Eagles tomorrow. You know, don't they have three games this week? I'll catch the Wednesday and Friday when I ain't got time for that crap now. That's what would happen. And that's what's happened to our friends. It's so easy to get in contact with them. It is not special anymore to talk to them because you can talk to their punk asses anytime you want. Now, I know my friends in L.A. are listening to this right now, mainly because they said, hey, I'm listening to this right now. <laughs> and I'm going to say right now, we, my friends, we got to talk together to each other more. You know, we got to hang out a little bit more. And I know to, to my sass bastards, if you got friends and family, I know you got them on Facebook. I know you got them on Twitter. I know you got them on whatever the other that crap is. I know you got that. And I know at any point in time, you can just flip your phone up into your hand, press a couple buttons and send them a text because the baby had the baby got an A. And hey, we give the anniversary this. And hey, look at it. I know you can do that. And they have all the information, but it's not the same thing as actually being in the same room with them, hugging your mom, hugging your sister, hugging your brother hugging your uncle, picking up your drunk uncle off the floor instead of just watching pictures of him on the floor, watching the video and going, should I like this on Facebook? I mean, I don't, I don't like the fact that he's on the floor. I mean, I don't know. Uh, and I definitely don't want to repost it because that's kind of embarrassing. I don't know. These, these, these emotional things that they gave it, they got the like, the heart, the, you know, the wow, the, the, the sad and the angry. And I don't feel any of those. Where's the, Where's the uh, oh God? What's he? Is there what? Is there an oh God? Why is he doing this again? Emoticon or is there a? Is there a uh, hey dude? I thought you why why'd you stop going the AA? You drunk bastard? Or is there a what the hell is wrong with you? They, 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 well, I don't know what I don't know how to respond to this on Facebook. All I'm saying is meet. Let's let's let's, let's can we just can we do this? I know the technology is there, and I know I'm sounding like an old guy, 
But I ran across an old friend of mine that I hadn't seen in a while. We'd been texting back and forth. And we actually st- stood on the corner. Two guys, where he's roughly, he may be like a year old, old, older than I or so. And we just sat there, sat there. We stood there and we talked like two brothers. We shook each other's hands. We, we gave each other the bro hug. We, we stood there. We talked like two human beings. And had we contacted each other on Facebook and all that crap, of course we had. But this was two dudes who liked each other, who grew up together, who knew each other, and we talked face to face. Wasn't on the screen. You know, it wasn't Google plus this or Hangout that or Skype this, none of that crap. We talked face to face. I talked about guilty pleasures a little while ago. And isn't it kind of weird that when you actually run into somebody you know and talk to them face to face, that human contact with someone you care about is a guilty pleasure now? Isn't that weird? It shouldn't be a guilty pleasure to actually shake the hand of somebody you grew up with. And it shouldn't be a guilty pleasure to hang out with somebody you care about and talk to them face to face. It should just be the way it is. The human contact should be the fucking meal and the social media should be the dessert or little, you know, like a little thing off to the side. They're not the other way around. And I mean that, right? I think that's a good thing. I know I'm sounding like an old guy when I say that, right? But I think we should, we should actually just kind of talk to each other as human beings face to face every once in a while. It's better that way, right? I mean, I know that having watched as much porn as I've watched today, I would really like to have the um, the Blasian milk with the medium-sized breast and the giant buttocks. I would like to see her face-to-face. Also with her two friends that came with her in that movie, Blasian milks with medium breasts and large buttocks and her two friends. I would like to, I, I, I probably should have, I should probably not have said that I was making a good point and then I told on myself. And by the way, I don't even know what a Blasian milf with a medium-sized breast and large buttocks looks like. I have no idea. And I don't even know what Blasian means. <laughs> anyway, folks, what I'm saying is let's all, let's all get together as one and hug one another. Right? Human contact should not be a guilty pleasure. No, it shouldn't be. Uh, so uh, segment over alright everybody let me ask you this and and this is one of those things where I want to see if you can relate to this you know and I have a feeling in the email you're going to say that I'm nuts but to hell with you bastards (laughs) alright I don't code I don't know how to code but I have friends that have degrees and that crap And from back in the day when I used to program in BASIC 950 years ago, when I was even more of a nerd than I am now, when I used to write in BASIC and and then whatever, you know, I know for a fact, just like just like now, even though it's everything's infinitely more advanced now, I know that one comma, one number, one letter, one space, one tiny thing out of place, the whole program sucks. The way the web plays page blows or the computer doesn't work. That's how it is. 
right? One comma in the wrong place, one misplaced comma, and all of a sudden, bam, it ain't nothing. It sucks. Well, I got news for you. In your in, in regular life, there are commas in your code, in your regular life. A little tiny thing that Fs up everything you wanted to do or Fs up something cool you wanted to do for yourself. The comma in the code. And today, I ran into a comma in my code. And, regard, and, and, and here's the comma, my friends. The comma is my parking spot in front of my damn place. Now, under normal circumstances, I can just whip right into my in front of my place. There's a tree there. I whip the car in there, bam, and I walk in the house, no problem. And my normally, my neighbors, you know, they park the way they normally park. Everybody has a system, bam, no problem. Slide into the spot, bam, in, done. Well, one of my neighbors decided to get a different type of vehicle. They went from a small car to a SU mother jumping V. And it takes up a few more feet of space. And obviously, when you're parking a car, if it's a larger car, even though the car itself takes up more space, you instinctively will give yourself more space in the front and the back of your car, mostly the front of your car, because you can see that easily, which means there's even less space in the back of your car. But unfortunately, the less space in the back of the SUV is the front of my damn mighty Toyota Camry, that bastard. So they got me parked in nice and tight. I wasn't parked in nice and tight when I put the car in there, but I'm parked in nice and tight now. And I don't like it. Now, I'm not saying I'm the king of parking. I'm not a sucky parker, but I'm not the king of parking either. And you ever, you know how though you have those days where nothing you do is wrong. You can just, you can slide into the tightest parking space with one hand while eating a bagel, singing to the radio and, and, and juggling with the other hand and all of that crap. You know what I'm saying? You can do it. And those days are few and far between for most people. I know there's some people out there, oh, I can park in any space. What I'd like to say to you from the rest of us that don't park as well as you, shut up, punk. No one cares. But the, pay, the place that I'm in is really tight space now. Now, I wanted to run to the store really quickly and get something for myself, right? Just run to the store really quickly. Nothing important, just a little snack, something I don't have in the house and something I'd like to have right now. The store's not that far away. It's really not that big of a deal. I could get there in four, four to five minutes, get what I wanted in about seven, eight minutes, and be back in another four to five minutes or so, be back into my parking space in 32 seconds, be back into the house 15 seconds after that, lock the door, sit down, look at the TV, watch it, and snack, and snack, and snack. Oh, yeah. But I looked out the window, and what did I see? I had plenty of space last time I looked at the car, but this time I don't have that much space. Now, the snack is still in the same place. The place is still the same distance, but I know it's going to be a huge pain in the ass getting the car out of this tight space. Even someone who parks really, really well, one of those people that we talked about in the beginning of this that I should the shut up punk to, even that person would have a difficult time getting out of this parking space. So I looked at the parking space and decided, you know what? I don't want the snack that bad. The snack is not good enough for me to have to go through that crap. Not only getting the car out of the tight space, but getting the car back into the tight space. 
You've been there before. Don't act like it's just me, you bastards. And I don't care what country you're in. There's parking spaces just like this in Canada. There's parking spaces just like this in Australia, you bastards. And there's parking spaces just like this in the United Kingdom. And I know you're listening to me. Yeah, that's right. You know what I'm saying. You ever have a parking space? You, you ever been in a situation like I am right now where you could be really difficult to get your car out, but something important happened and you have to get the car out? A relative's car is stuck someplace. Someone's not feeling well. A friend is stranded someplace. Something you forgot that you really have to get before tomorrow and you have to go. You have to get it out of that parking space. You get it out of that parking space after four minutes when it should take you five seconds. And then you get out onto the road and you go to the place. Maybe you jump your sister's car or maybe your nephew's tire is blown or whatever thing that drove you out of the house, whatever it is. And halfway through the trip, halfway there, you're going, let me get there and solve this problem and help that person and make sure this person is taken care of. I got to get there. I don't like that neighborhood that they're in and it's late at night and I don't like it. And And then halfway through, you stop forgetting about your relative that's in trouble and you start thinking, oh, crap. As soon as I go through this crap, I got to go back and put my car in that parking space. And it's amazing how much something like that will just sit in the back of your mind. It'll sit in the back of your mind and just torture you. It's like being in school when the school bully tells you they're going to kick the crap out of you and it's two o'clock. You still got an hour left in school and you start forgetting about it and you're doing your homework and you're talking to your friends and then you catch a glimpse of him or her if you're a girl doing that, putting their fist to their eye and looking at you and you're going, oh crap, I almost forgot about the ass whooping I'm going to get after school. You know it's coming. You know there's nothing you can do about it. You know you're going to get it and you still have to function until 3 o'clock. You're looking at the clock. It's now 205, 2.30. Oh no, 2.45, 2.59. Let's go outside. Let's go outside and everyone else will be going home while you get your ass whipped. It's the same thing with the parking space. The same thing. You're putting the, you're helping them put the tire back on. You're helping them go get another tire. You're helping a jumper car. You're getting this person from there. This person stranded there. You take them from point A to point B, and now you got to head back. And every time you look at the streets, you know you live at 60th Street, and now you're at 30th Street. You're at 60th Street, and they're 30th Street, and you're at 31st Street, 35th Street. 40th Street, and all you can think about is, oh, no, when I go back, I'm going to be going back, and now it's dark. It was bad enough trying to park this crap when it was light outside, and now it's dark. And for all I know, either one of those two jackasses could have gotten up, driven someplace, and come back to the parking space. And because my car is not there, they may misjudge the space and give me even less space. They may actually give me such a small amount of space, it might actually be smaller than the car, and I might not even be able to park there in the first place and then I'm going to have to go and find another place. I might have to walk three blocks just to get to my car. I don't want to do that crap because these bastards decided to drive someplace else and then come back and they parked the bag. Those bastards. 40th Street. 45th Street. Oh, 
I'm not looking forward to this. I'm going into the supermarket and I'm going to buy something right now. Maybe it'll take my mind off it. You walk inside the supermarket, you buy something that you want, some little snack that you were going to get a snack. You're already out. You know, you, you, you decided not to go out to get the snack, but you're out anyway. You might as well get the damn snack. Maybe it'll tide you over. Maybe it'll give you something to think about positively before you go home. You get the snack, you see a pretty lady, you start talking to the pretty lady. You're not going to do anything with the pretty lady. It's just some flirting and you flirt and flirt and flirt and she goes away and you go your way and you walk back to your car and you're thinking about that delicious woman and you're looking at those delicious snacks and you realize the woman would have been more delicious. Unfortunately, you couldn't, can't get to the woman, but you go, well, I can't have the woman, but I can have the snack. And even though she'd be more delicious than this, this is still delicious. You put it in your car, you sit in your car, you turn your car on, you put your, your thing and you get to that thing there and you turn on that and click that. Lock that, you turn the car on, you drive off 50th Street. Oh no, 10 more blocks, and I'm back home. Those bastards. 51st Street, 52nd Street, 53rd Street. Oh no, oh no. I'm not looking forward to going back to this place. I don't know what the parking spot's going to look like. 55th Street, 56th Street, 57th Street, 58th Street. You know, maybe I should get something to drink. I know it's only a block away from back where I had the car park, but I need to get something to drink because this is a delicious snack. But I need some refreshments to make the, to wet my whistle as I drink the refreshments with the damn snack. So I go into the store and you go into the store and you get the refreshments. And there's another pretty lady. You talk to the pretty lady and she talks to you when you talk to her. She talks to you when you talk to her. You know, damn, well, you ain't got a shot with her, but it doesn't matter. And you get back in your car and you think about the delicious woman number two that you saw who's not who's even as delicious as the woman that was before and both those two women are more delicious than the snack and this delicious beverage but now you have the beverage and the snack you can't have either one of them but you can have the delicious beverage and the delicious snack and now you're at 60th streets and you're about to make the turn and the damn street lights out great you're driving up you're driving up you're driving up and there's the parking spots. Oh no. You pull up next to the car in front, you, you angle it back, you, you slide it wrong, you come back out. Oh, you angle it looking wrong, you come back out again. Oh, you angle it back again. Nah, not even that's even worse. And you go back out again. You angle it back in again, oh, and you park it badly. It's not parked perfectly. It's not obstructing the street, but it's not parked as perfectly as you wanted it to be. And this whole thing took seven minutes. You walk up the steps, you walk into your house, you put the delicious snack down, you put the delicious beverage on, you turn on the football game, and it's a good game. And you're watching the game, and you're eating your snack, and you're drinking your drink, and you're going, this is a delicious drink and a delicious beverage, not as delicious as those two women would have been, but this is this delicious. And guess what? There's someone in there, and you look over to the side of the room, and there's the, that, that bully putting his fist over the eye again, going, <laughs> you know damn well you want to go back outside and make that car look better, because your car looks like crap parked like that. Everybody's going to come out outside tomorrow and see your car park like that and even though everybody knows you don't drink they're going to think well he must have gotten drunk tonight because there's really no excuse for his car being parked like that or 
even worse. They're going to come outside tomorrow and the car parked in front of you and the car parked in behind you will be gone. And now the way you parked is going to look even worse. You see, if you come in and you park badly, sometimes the cars in front and back of you will instinctively line up with your car just out of habit. So you all suck. All of you park badly. And people will go, well, maybe that's just the way they parked. But in this case, <laughs> they were parked correctly and your punk ass is parked badly. You can't even enjoy the game and a delicious snack and a delicious beverage anymore. Why? Because you're thinking about the way you parked outside your no-parking bastard. And you fight and you fight and you fight yourself. You watch the whole game. You refuse to go out till the game's over, till the snack's gone, till the delicious beverage is gone. And you realize you know what you got to do. You got to go back outside and you got to line that damn car up. Even if it takes you 20 minutes, you're going to line that car up. You hope none of these jackasses come outside and move their car to make it easier for you. It'd be embarrassing. And you hope they don't notice. You put your clothes on, you put your coat on, you head towards the door, then you go to the bathroom. I don't know why you go to the bathroom. You could have just gone out to the car. You're trying to stall again. Get out of the bathroom. You know you didn't. there's nothing in there to come out, punk. Get back downstairs and get outside and work on that car, you no-parking bastard. You go outside and you get in your car. Yeah. And as you're getting in your car, the neighbor behind you goes, hey, what's going on? Just getting in? Yeah, I'm just getting in. Oh, man. I guess. Oh, let me get out of your way. You know, I don't want to. You know, I'm glad I'm glad I'm leaving now. Make it a little easy for you to park. Hey, no problem. Seeing as how I just got here. I definitely did not park badly, go in a house, feel really bad and then come back out and try to do this before anyone found out about it. <laughs> and they pull away and then you slide your car in easily, easily. And all is right with the world. Oh, yeah. I really wish that was the case. Because right now my car is parked properly. Looks good. Because it was parked without those two cars in front of me and the back of me. And there's a part of me that wants to go out and get that snack. And there's a part of me that hopes that no one gets stranded because I don't want that scenario that I just described to you to come true, those bastards. So I will now be snackless. Snackless. Not because I can't afford the snack. The snack doesn't cost that much. Not because the snack is far away. It's not that far away. But because my two neighbors have the nerve to park so closely to my car. Damn you, neighbors. Granted, you didn't do anything wrong, but it slightly inconveniences me. And that's all that matters. <laughs> I'm sure you can all relate to that, right? 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 I mean, you guys have been listening to me for like three years. I mean, this, this would be a good time for you to, you know, to help your brother, help a brother out and like agree with him. You know, he's kind of. You're going to just leave me hanging out here like this, really? Is that that, that the kind of person you, you people you are? Huh? Huh? You bastards. <laughs> oh, man. Because the funny thing about it is, in, in, all, in all seriousness, it's like, you know, I was serious about the fact that everybody's kind of parked up tight on me, but I know that it, I, don't, I don't really get angry about it. It's just one of those things where it's like, eh, you got to do what you got to do. You know, but I know people that would get really upset about it. You know, I mean, they, they, they'd stew. I have a couple of friends and one guy was one of those. He's, he wasn't like a hard revenge guy. He was like a slight revenge guy. He wouldn't do anything to really mess you up, but he would, 
you know, he, he somehow he'd have to get you somehow. You know, he, you know, he, 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 you know, he, he kick your, you get a, a magazine delivery, kind of kick it off to the side, kick it off to the porch, and it let you, oh my magazine, where is it? And let you go, yeah, and he let you think that for fifteen minutes, and they go, wait, there it is over there, one of those guys. But I also had people that were really serious revenge people. They weren't close friends because I wouldn't have a revenge person as a close friend. But there was a, rev- so a part of the, the extended crew of people. There was a revenge guy in there. And sometimes a person is an immediate revenge person. And sometimes it's a person that just kind of waits. And I don't know which one is worse. I'll give you a story. I had two people that I knew. One guy lent another guy. Guy A lent guy B 200 bucks, right? Guy B wanted his money back. Guy A promised to give him his money back. But when it came time, guy A did not give guy B his money back. Now, guy B doesn't really need the money. I mean, it's his money and she get it back anyway. But guy B doesn't really need the money, but it's the principle of the thing. The 200 bucks is really not that much money to guy B. It's a lot of money to me. It's a lot of money to guy A but it wasn't that much money to Guy B. So Guy B is trying to get his money back from Guy A, and Guy A is avoiding the crap out of Guy B. And I'm thinking maybe he's avoiding him because he doesn't have the money, but unfortunately for Guy A, Guy A, Guy B, and me and everybody else are all on social media together. So Guy B, thinking he's not going to get his money back because Guy A doesn't have the money, starts to see Guy A spending money out in the town, buying stuff, doing stuff, stuff that's not important, not buying clothes for the kids or anything like that, you know, going to Applebee's and Chili's and Chi-Chi's and going drinking at the bar and wearing a new jersey. He's got a new jersey. Wait a second, how's he doing all of that crap and he don't got the $200 to give the money back to me, says Guy B, and Guy A doesn't say anything because he's hiding from him. Now, I know eventually Guy B and Guy A are going to wind up in the same place. We're part of the same extended crew of people. We don't see each other all the time, but we see each other enough. We run into each other, and I know eventually Guy B and Guy A are going to be in the same place. And I think Guy B wants to kick Guy A's A. And that would be very funny. (laughs) See what I did there? (laughs) Anyway. So what happens is we go to a party and they party with everybody's going to. Uh, and then as it turns out, Guy A didn't think Guy B was going to be there. Guy B was supposed to be someplace else working. But Guy B was lying. Oh, yeah. Guy B waited until he knew Guy A was coming. And then he got there first. He parked far away. So Guy, so Guy A would not see Guy B's car. Oh, yeah. And we all know Guy B's there. And we're waiting for Guy A to get there. And we're all going, oh, no. This is going to be interesting. Oh, yeah. Now, as it turns out, like I said, guy A owes guy B $200 and he has it now, but now he doesn't want to give it back. I don't know why. Maybe it's because he's a piece of S (laughs) and not S meaning me, but S meaning shit. (laughs) Moving on. And as it turns out, everybody has to park on the around uh, on the on the street. They can't park behind in the parking area because there's a problem in the parking area. You can't drive through the parking area because your car tires will get effed up and everybody knows not to go there. Everybody told everybody, don't park there, don't park there, don't park there. And then all of a sudden, Guy A shows up. And nobody knows Guy A is showing up, but Guy B is making it the point to look out the window and wait for Guy A. 
And then he walks outside. And we see Guy B walk up to Guy A. And we're going, oh, no. And Guy A goes, hey, Guy B, how's it going? And Guy B says, hey, buddy, how's it going? And Guy A's waiting for Guy B to ask for the money. But he never does. He just have a little pleasant conversation. And then Guy B motions to Guy A. And where does Guy B motion to Guy A? He motioned to Guy A to drive into the parking area where everyone was warned not to go. Oh, no. Guy A drives into that area. All four tires fucked up. Oh, no. He has to buy four brand new tires. Cost $260. Hmm. Now, was that mean of Guy B to do that? Yes. Would I have done that? No. Did Guy A deserve it? You're damn right. Now, as it turns out, Guy B never asked for Guy the money back from Guy A. As it turns out, his revenge was a little different. At a certain point of being avoided, it wasn't even about him getting back the $200. He didn't care about that anymore. He just wanted to make sure that Guy A was out at least that amount. Right? He never got the 200 bucks back. But guy A had to pay way more than that. Oh, yeah. See, that's how revenge works with some people. Sometimes it's not even about you getting back something from the person. It's about the other person getting tortured at the exact amount that you got tortured. Right? Somebody dumps you and treats you like crap. You don't necessarily want them back. But you do enjoy when you find out that something just like what they did to you happens to them. You don't want them back, but you love every second of it, don't you? Oh, of course you do. You love it, you bastard. Oh, yes, you do. (laughs) Now, I'm not a revenge guy. Never been a revenge guy. No, I'm not, you damn it. You know, I'm not I'm not one of those guys that wants to get back at everybody and crush everybody and destroy people and all of that crap. That ain't me. But I do know it happened to me one time, you know. It happened to me one time. And bad stuff happened to the person that did bad stuff to me. And I got to be honest with you, I freaking loved it. But I'm a nice guy. Don't don't, don't get me wrong. <laughs> Just don't get on my bad side, you bastards. Yeah, that's right. You, I'm talking directly to all of you. Yeah, that's right. You listen to me on your phone. Yeah, I remember one time, I, I'm a, you right there, you know who I'm talking about. You know my podcast comes out midnight on Monday, and you didn't listen to me until Wednesday. How dare you? How dare you? I'm watching you. You better start listening immediately. Yeah, I said it. You want me to get this revenge? Save it over. Well, folks, this has been episode number 243 of the S. Anthony Says podcast. I want to thank you very, very much for once again spending this time with the S. Machine. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. And now the crap I have to say at the end of the show. Uh, the the, the uh, social media for me is all basically my name. For on uh, for me specifically on Twitter, it's at s anthony thomas. For the show is at s anthony says. The Instagram is at uh, is at s anthony thomas. Uh, I am on Stitcher Radio, TuneIn Radio, iTunes, Google Play Store, 
Uh, and of course, the Podcast Revolution Network. I am everywhere. All you got to do is go to Google, type in S. Anthony Says, and my punk ass shows up. That's right. And the show also has a website. And you're never going to guess what the website for this for this podcast is. I, I know it's going to shock you. It's uh, <clears throat> SAnthonySays.com. T-E-C. Isn't that incredible? Thank you very, very much for everything. I really do appreciate you cats and kitties, dudes and dudettes listening to this crap on a regular basis. Make sure you tell a friend to tell a friend if you like this show. And I know you do. If you love this show and I know you do. Tell your friends to listen. Listen to this in the car with your friends. Tell your friends to subscribe. Let's all get together and build a wonderful universe of people listening to my dumbass. Huh? Isn't that what's important? If you love the show, and I know you do. If you listen to me on iTunes, and I know you do. Or wherever you listen to me, do me a favor. Go and rate and review this program. It's very important that you rate and review this program and suggest this program to friends. We're trying to build this audience as big as possible because the larger the audience gets, the happier I get. And then uh, the stuff that I found in your phone, because when you play me in your phone, all of the disgusting things you save in your phone all come to me and I won't have to release that stuff out and embarrass your asses. So get it done. I mean, I would appreciate it if you did that. It would be very, very nice. <laughs> Don't make me release the information because some of the stuff y'all got in your phones is disgusting. I mean, come on. You know, I feel dirty being in there. I mean, I'm in there. Some of y'all phones are kind of fine, but some of you, come on, that's just gross. I mean, you need to delete some of that stuff. I mean, come on. And some of the stuff you thought you deleted from your phone is in your cloud account and it's even more disgusting up there because it looks like you wanted to save it for, for all times. And it's, wow. Some of you, oof, oof. some of you need to please come into your door because that is, never mind. I'm, I'm just saying just, you just better go tell some friends about this show and subscribe to this show and rate and review this show because you don't want me telling on your asses. Yeah, I said it. Wait a minute, I can't tell on my own audience because they're, they're my audience. I can't, if I tell on my audience and they get in trouble, then I'll have less audience. So basically pretty much made that threat an idle one, didn't it? Yeah. All right, well, uh, if you feel like it, because I can't really do anything to you now that I realize I can't do anything to you, uh, you know, go rate and review the show and, you know, tell people you like it. I just realize I have no leverage. This is this is awful. I, I like to have people around me that I can blackmail. I can't blackmail all. There's too, much, too many of you to blackmail, so, uh, you know. Maybe I can make an example out of one of you. Nah, I'm not going to do that either. I'm just going to, you know, do a show that I hope you like. <laughs> Much love to all of you. I really appreciate you cats and kitties, dudes and dads for listening. Uh, the email address, if you want to contact me, uh, is talktousanthony at gmail.com. And uh, I love hearing from you. And I look forward to hearing from you after this show. And I look forward to talking to you again next week. Thank you guys for everything. And like I always say, it doesn't matter to me if you're listening to me while you're, you know, in your car, if you're on a riding mower, if you're running on a treadmill, if you're walking down your street. Thank you for having me in your ears, in your minds, and in your hearts. I have love for every last one of you. And on the count of three, I'm going to say goodbye the way I always do when I want you to say it with me at the same time. Are you ready? Yes, we're ready. Fantastic. One, two, three. S. Anthony.